It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. It is Friday, week three, Denver Broncos week, and the injury report is out, which means we are live on Periscope. If you are not watching, I don't, I don't know why you're not watching. You should be watching. So next time, let's watch. We actually got it to work this time. And there's a lot to talk about. This is a great day for the streaming to actually work because there is legitimately big news with the injury report and it starts at the top with Elton Jenkins is the new starting left guard. I see you guys with the comments on, on Periscope. I love it. And this is huge because I, I felt like if Elton Jenkins was good enough for the Packers to think he might start or he could start or he, he is just barely good enough to start and you're going to give him opportunities, you're going to give him those chances to start or at least to play, as they did against Minnesota, which I was shocked by. I mean, I couldn't believe they decided, let's put him in for a couple snaps. That's crazy to me. And it turned out not to be crazy because it sets them up now for this moment. And I thought a couple days ago when this Lane Taylor injury first popped up, I thought that this could be sort of a soft landing for a veteran that they were going to phase out. And you you, you respect what Lane Taylor did for the organization you know, he's played multiple positions. He's done a lot. And to get to this point, uh, you you don't want to just unceremoniously discard someone like that. That's tough. That's the, that's the personal side of this business. And Elton Jenkins right now, I think, gives Green Bay the best chance to win long term. I felt like he outplayed Lane Taylor in week two. And I said this on the podcast earlier in the week. I felt like every snap he took... Every snap and every rep he took, he won. And against a Vikings front, that is legit, like legit. So this is something that I think, you know, people have to understand may take some time, but he is a really talented young player. And I think there are questions about what you do with Lane Taylor now. I'm already getting a ton of questions on Periscope about 
well, now what? What do they do for Lane Taylor? What can they get for Lane Taylor? And I, I posited the potential for uh, a trade with Houston, who needs offensive line help, maybe for someone like Kiki QT. Maybe if you throw in Jimmy Graham, the, the, the Texans do not have a tight end that scares anyone. Not that Jimmy Graham should, but someone like Bill O'Brien might feel like, hey, I, I know this guy's name. And I'm not a GM, and there, we don't have a GM, so I'm going to trade for Jimmy Graham, and look at that. And maybe they could get someone like Will Fuller. Now, uh, it's not that you have to train Lane Taylor. Lane Taylor is a good player. He is still good depth and absolutely brings value to this team. I, but my point in saying what could you get was to say if he's not going to play, if he's not going to start, then you know you you have to weigh do we have faith in the guys behind him to play if there's an injury because you have to think there's an injury Brian Bulaga has been awesome through two weeks but he's hurt a lot and it was great insurance to have someone like Elton Jenkins if you need to go with Billy Turner at right tackle you slide in Elton Jenkins and you've got five offensive linemen you feel good for that is no longer the case if you lose Lane Taylor now I do think this is the beginning of the end of Lane Taylor in Green Bay because he's in under contract under 2020. He is, but uh, you can't probably won't pay a backup guard a couple million bucks. Just probably won't do that if you're Green Bay. So that's fine, uh, but it's it's the reality of the situation. So maybe you're if you're going to extract value, you have to decide where is that most where is most of that value, right? is the value in having Lane Taylor as a backup, if he's going to be the backup long-term. And I think this now, I mean, this is over. Elton Jenkins is the starting left guard for the Green Bay Packers now. Uh, I'm pretty confident in saying that because I think Elton Jenkins is going to play well this week. But is the value of having Lane Taylor as a backup greater than what you could get for him in return on the trade market? And that's something we don't have an answer to. So it depends on what's out there. Now, that's not the only thing that's in the injury report that's important. Jimmy Graham is going to play, uh, and Matt LaFleur said he looks good. I don't, I don't know what else to tell you about that. Uh, there is some, some breaking news that is related to what I'm about to talk about with the receivers. Uh, Antonio Brown was cut by the Patriots, and the answer is just no. No, no, no. No, and and then once I've thought about it a little bit more, it's still definitely no. And I, I don't think anyone should want him around this team, not with the not with the, the the chemistry and the energy on it. It's just a no. It's just a no. So no. <laughs> but there is something that that I don't think was discussed a lot this week, and that was Jake Kumaro didn't play on Wednesday. Didn't practice. Now that was a walkthrough, but he still didn't practice and then was limited. Thursday and Friday. Darius Shepard was also limited all week, but the expectation, and and the coaching staff has said this, is that uh, Darius Shepard is going to be a returner, a punt, probably the punt returner. So if he, is, if he is limited all week but is a core special teams player, then he's going to play. And that means that Jay Kummerl might not be playing. Might not. Or might not be as big a factor as uh, 
that you might think in another week because you have Darius Shepard on the field. I'm really excited. I know a lot of Packer fans are really excited to see Darius Shepard, what he can be, what he can do. And he gives them the Packers a different kind of look, uh, a different kind of opportunity to do something different with the offense versus the players that they already have. Uh, he, he is a different kind of player than than Marquez Valdez-Scantling, than Devontae Adams, than John Allison. So I, I wonder if that means that the opportunities for Shepard are going to be essentially immediate. I don't think that's out of the question. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get to some of the, the questions from you guys a little bit, uh, a little bit later. Uh, but the, the Broncos have a couple injuries worth talking about. It looks like Todd Davis is going to make his NFL debut. Well, not his NFL debut. His season debut this week. Uh, he practiced, um, but is officially list, listed as questionable. Bryce Callahan, a lot less clear whether or not he is going to be able to play this week. Uh, he, he is still dealing with a foot injury. Uh, even if he can play, this is an enormous week for the receivers, one of those questions uh, is about that later in the show, so I don't want to step on that too much. But uh, this is a defense that can be taken advantage of, and the Bears couldn't do it because I don't know if you guys know this, but Mitch Trubisky not very good at football. So uh, Aaron Rodgers um, a little bit better at football, I, I think. Maybe some people on Twitter disagree. It's really, you know, we all make choices, and they choose to be wrong. Before I move on, I want to tell you guys about my bookie. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing else like it in the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. Do the right thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. Don't forget where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and mybookie.ag is the best in the business right now. My listeners can double their first deposit bonus with the promo code locked on. Go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code locked on to activate the offer. Because at mybookie, you play, you win, you get paid. David Harrison here, the Locked On Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store all right we're gonna get to your questions um i have some queued up here but you guys have questions on periscope too which we will get to in a little bit uh, let's start here. Hey, Peter, what's up? Just signed up for your newsletter. If you haven't done that, go do it. Uh, and now I'm down to only you across all media outlets. No pressure. Uh, there was a lot of talk on Facebook about the fullback before the season and the muscle man looked locked and loaded. What's your take on why we haven't seen him so far, Par Paul, in Charleston, South Carolina? 
I'm I'm a little bit shocked, by the way, about this. Um, I know that Packer fans love the fullback. They care. They love the fullback. Uh, but I'm surprised we haven't seen more of that kind of traditional personnel with the play action stuff. I think there was an opportunity for them to really use that to their advantage and be effective with it because I think being an offense that can throw from heavy personnel is so much of an advantage in the modern NFL. Being able to run from light personnel, three receiver, four receiver sets, and being able to throw from big personnel. This is what the Patriots do. This is what the Saints do. There are so many good offenses that are able to do this. It's what Kyle Shanahan does. I thought we would see more of Danny Vitale, who was a big part of the passing game and training camp. So why we've not seen that as much is a little bit weird to me. And I think it's something that maybe we'll see a little bit more of moving forward. Uh, hey, Peter, who would you want to see less of going forward? Lane Taylor, Jimmy Graham, or Geronimo Allison? I'd go Graham just slightly ahead of Taylor. He's useless in this offense. Chris from California. So this is one of those things where this is already sort of taking care of itself. Uh, the Lane Taylor thing, injuries. He's already gone. He's probably not going to be on the field anymore. And and I've been on record saying I think this offense would actually work better if Jimmy Graham were not really playing. Uh, some third downs, some red zone stuff, maybe. But Robert Tanyan, my guy Big Bob, is just a better fit for this offense. He can actually block a little uh, even though he's just an effort blocker, Jimmy Graham, they have to account for Graham's deficiencies on every play. And that's a problem. If you want the offense to run smoothly, if you want it to run the way that they want it to run, Jimmy Graham just really can't be on the field. And that's why I think if you're going to create some of these fake trades to maximize the Packers, you put Jimmy Graham in them because Jimmy Graham... Just what is his value at this point? And and I don't know if there is any downgrade from Big Bob from Jimmy Graham. Is there? I mean, is is Tanyan a materially worse pass catcher right now than Jimmy Graham? I mean, Jimmy Graham can't run receiver routes. This is the problem. It's not like you can just play him as a big slot. He's just not agile enough anymore. He's not athletic enough anymore to do that. And so this is one of those problems that the Packers have to face. They're invested in him heavily. But does it is that cost, should you view that as just a sunk cost? To me, that's what you do. You say, okay, this is a sunk cost. It's done. We've paid the money. And so you can't worry about that. Now you have to do what's best for the team. Doesn't mean don't play him. But it, it's just one of those things where I just don't, I, I think the offense would work better if he were not on the team, or at least not playing very much, I mean that I don't I don't think that's that hot a take, right? Uh, this is from Twitter from Mariano Croce. I wanted to call him Croce, but I asked him, and it's actually Croce. Croce, what up, Peter? Love the recent guests you've had on LOP. Do you think Harris makes an impact on Devonte? I don't think so, which is what is what's he's saying. But if so, I feel like this is the game would be for MVS's chances to shine. Thoughts. Always appreciate you, bro. Thanks. All right. So here's the thing. I was talking to Mike Clay from ESPN about this yesterday. And on 17 routes as an outside receiver, Chris Harris covered Allen Robinson on 15 of them. And he didn't go with him in the slot. So on 15 of 17 outside routes, but 15 of 20 routes overall, if my math is decent on that. 
than Chris Harris was on Allen Robinson. Chris Harris is going to shadow Devontae Adams. The question isn't, is the shadow coming? It's coming. The question is, does it matter? And I don't think it does. I think Devontae Adams is matchup proof at this point. Xavier Rhodes one-on-one couldn't do it. Darius Slay one-on-one couldn't do it. And if those guys can't do it, Chris Harris, I mean, all due respect to Chris Harris, Chris Harris is awesome. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the league still. He can't cover Devontae one-on-one. But the rest of the secondary isn't very good. I mean, when you look at the guys in the group, it's just, I mean, I don't, I have never heard of some of the players. Legit, have never heard of some of these players. So, Someone like MVS, yeah, he should cook those dudes. Geronimo Allison should be able to get open and be productive. If Jake Kumaro can play, he should be able to get out there and be productive. Can Darius Shepard, if he goes out there, can he be productive against this group of cornerbacks? Yeah, he should. He really should. And that is an opportunity for these receivers. It's an opportunity for them to show out. And they need to show out because there's still a pecking order here. It's Devontae Adams and everyone else, but we don't have much to say beyond that. Uh, we don't have much to say in terms of who are these other players. Now, if you look at the traditional metrics, you look at them and you see the Broncos have a decent passing defense. But by DVOA, defenses, passing defense especially, is not great. It's really not. 26th against the pass, 24th overall. Because they played Derek Carr and Mitch Trubisky, the numbers look a little bit nicer. Mitch Trubisky, through two weeks, still has not thrown a touchdown pass. Think about that for a second. Still has not thrown a touchdown pass in two weeks. Two decent defenses. Packers defense is really good. But it's one of those things where you would expect more from someone like Mitch Trubisky, and he couldn't do it. So... You know, this Denver defense has not been tested, and yet they've come out with two losses. It's just one of those, it's just one of those things. They're not, this is not the no-fly zone. And they're headed up to Lambeau this week to face the snow-fly zone, which, get on board with the name, everyone, please. And it, it, it should be a problem for this Denver defense, because Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, they have not been able to get home. And... If you don't, if your two best players are your pass rushers and you're not getting home, then you know your defense is not going to work the way you need it to. And speaking of Chubb not working the way you need it to, guys, let's talk about BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free with our promo code locked on. Just pay shipping. BlueChew.com, promo code locked on to try it free. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there 
Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel and that's what I love about it. Experience season long wins without the season long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. All right, uh, last pre-picked question. Hey, Peter, what's happening? Hello, Peter. What's happening? Carl from Aberdeen. Vic Fangio has seemed to always have Rodgers' number when he was in San Francisco and Chicago. Now that we have Coach LaFleur, do you find out if he had Rodgers' number or if it was Coach McCarthy's? So this is a great stat via Jake Marley. Uh, In the last six meetings against a Vic Fangio-led defense, the Packers have averaged 358.1 yards and 26.3 points. Does he have Aaron Rodgers' number if that's the deal? Because it doesn't seem like it. Doesn't seem like it. Now, you may recall what happened in week one last year. You may recall coming back from a first-half disaster on one leg and winning a football game against Vic Fangio's defense. I don't know if you guys know this, but Khalil Mack ain't walking through that door. So this is an opportunity, I think, for for Aaron Rodgers to put any of those questions uh, behind him. I don't know that we need to even ask them, but you go back to those San Francisco defenses. They really did give Aaron Rodgers problems. Justin Justin Smith and, and Alden Smith are on those teams. Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman. I mean, those defenses were really, really good. This defense is not really, really good. So that puts Green Bay, I mean, that gives them the opportunity to score. That could have been our Bluetooth transition too, but it wasn't. Um, And so, you know, if there is an advantage that Vic Fangio has having seen Aaron Rodgers, I think that could could come to pass in this game and, and give him some sort of institutional advantage, but... I don't know that it really helps anything that's going on. Joe Flacco not helping them either, of course. But, you know, the the defense is not the same. You have to have the horses. Defense is so much about personnel. And we're finding that out this season. I mean, Mike Patton was a really good coach last year. But if you don't have the guys, if you don't have the guys, you can't do the thing. This year he has the guys and they're able to do the thing. So, I mean, the, the personnel matters so much. And when your best players are not playing well, I mean, to, to have no sacks through two weeks for Bradley Chubb and, and Von Miller, that's crazy. It's crazy. But that's the reality. That's the defense that Vic Fangio has to come to Green Bay with. And I, I think you're going to see an, an offense that looks a, a little bit more like Matt LaFleur wants it to look after... Uh, what we saw last week. I think it's going to be a general progression in that way. We didn't see really anything of Matt LaFleur uh, in week one. And then we saw a little bit more in week two. I think we'll see more in week three and week four. That's just the, that's the natural evolution of all of this. And it's, it's something that I think everyone has to be patient with. But this is an opportunity, another opportunity for the Packers to take that next step against a defense that hasn't been strong. 
And I think it sets up strength for strength because the the strength of Denver theoretically personnel-wise is on the edges. Well, Green Bay's offensive line, best on the edges. Denver has one really good corner. Green Bay has one really good receiver. So from that standpoint, the, the matchup, there's a lot of congruency there when the Packers have the ball. The difference is this year, Green Bay, when the defense is on the field, has a significant advantage. A significant advantage. The defensive front for Green Bay has an advantage against the offensive line. The secondary for Green Bay has an advantage against the receivers. And Joe Flacco is still the quarterback of Denver. So I'm going to take some some Periscope questions. Uh, this is from Tyler. Do you think EQ can have a little impact once he comes back? All right, so EQ on IR, gone for the season. Uh, cannot come back. Once he comes back next year, yeah, I think I think there's still reasons to be optimistic about what he can give this offense. I think long-term he has the, the potential to be a receiver two, maybe a receiver three, big slot. I was disappointed that they put him on IR right away because I felt like he was someone that this team needed. They needed his offense um, his ability to push the ball down the field, his speed, his size. I don't know why he felt like he was, or I felt like he was always, you know, his, his role was subverted beyond um, what I thought it should be. Uh, this is from Kumaro Squad. Who's playing the nickel-dime linebacker? Um, well, those are theoretically different positions. But, uh, you know, we, the, the Packers were able to play big last week because of the way the Vikings want to play. And I don't think they're going to be able to play that way this week. I think Denver is going to spread them out a little bit more. I think they're going to be more in, you know, what is what would be what we would call nickel personnel anyway. So Blake Martinez, um, you have your outside linebackers. The Packers use five man fronts a lot anyway. So you have, you know, three down linemen, two linebackers on the outside, and then you play with nickel personnel behind it. That would be my guess of how they're going to play most of this game. I, I would I would think what we would see is you would have your three corners, Tremont Williams, Jair, and Kevin King. You have Blake Martinez. Now, Montrevious Adams doubtful in this game. So could this be a week where we see a lot more Zadarius Smith as a defensive lineman? We see Rashawn Gary a lot more as a defensive lineman. I, I think we could. I think that's something they could break out. Kingsley Kiki could be that guy. Tyler Lancaster, after playing really well in stretches last week, or last year, excuse me, was not great against Minnesota. Uh, this is an opportunity for some of those guys potentially, but I would guess we're going to see more Zadarius Smith with his hand in the dirt inside. I think we would see Rashawn Gary more there, which I think would be great. And, you know, uh, I don't think they're going to worry about the, the dime linebacker spot anymore, really. I mean, I think this is the way that they're going to continue to play, at least until Oren Burks gets back, and, and we'll see what happens uh, with him, I don't know if, if this is you know something where Fidal Brown can come in and play or not. Uh, I think Kingsley Kiki's a better player, but I was never really a Fidal Brown guy. I don't have strong takes on it though. So um, this has uh, been really fun. It worked this time, which I'm very grateful for. This is something we are going to keep doing uh, every Friday to make sure everyone is as up to date as possible in the minute what's going on with the Green Bay Packers so uh, you go find me on Periscope and, and add me there uh, get ready this is this is happy hour some places right some people are done with work uh, hopefully that would be great if you are uh, and uh, follow me on Twitter 
Um, so you do that. Peter underscore Bukowski. That's probably how you found this, but maybe not. Uh, maybe it was because Jess retweeted me, which is great. Thanks, Jess. Uh, follow the podcast on uh, Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up, some people on Periscope were asking about where they can submit these questions ahead of time. Twitter is one, Facebook is one, but anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.